Hi everyone, welcome to the Lawcast. My name's Melanie Thorley from MJT Law and this is Christy Santana. How are you going? And we're in the same place. For the first time in 2022. It's been ah. four months since we've been back in the office. I think November we sort of Yeah, left, it was kind of around there. Yeah, it was around early December maybe. Yeah, so it's been a long time. It has been a long time. Um, for everyone there, me and Melanie had to set up the podcast and it's it's taken challenges since we yes we are forgotten. we are dum-dums yes yes <laughs> we'll right, so do we better next out. time so if the lighting is all wrong or we're all looking at, like you've chopped our heads off put it down to experience just lack, lack of lack thereof lack thereof, um, lack thereof. but uh, we're finally back we are um, and i'm i'm liking it yes i like being in the office it's it's a nice space here as well yes yes and uh i'm sure a lot of employees are out there thinking the exact same thing as i think in most states they're pretty much probably western australia excluded maybe yeah i think everyone's back to normal i have to say though i ride my bike in and i'm suffering Right, the uh, the pain's three months out, and, uh... <laughs> and uh, for those of you who don't know, I actually broke a number of bones in my body. Yeah, it was not. It wasn't just uh, the working from home that did it. No, <laughs> I broke a pile of bones, which meant I was out of action for at least eight weeks, and uh, yeah, so I'm I'm suffering. Did you film it? Did I film my accident? Yeah. I did not. Although not now that I think footage. about it. Yeah, I don't have any footage of it. It would have been horrendous though, because what had happened um, for those who are watching and listening is I had eBay, which is uh, my older dog, on my, in the backpack, and I had Seymour, which is the puppy, in this front mm. carrier. And at the time I had the front carrier basically attached to the part of my bike that turns. Mm. So in my wisdom, I changed harnesses and it was a little looser, and yeah. Seymour was able to kind of partially jump out so i grabbed him <laughs> and the bike turned and went straight into my ribs which was how i broke my ribs um and by catching the dog my my arm hit the ground yep which is how i broke my elbow yep and because i because i had one hand here and one hand here i had nothing stopping me from hitting the ground yeah, so yes yeah, so I, I had ebay on my back slamming my face into the ground, which is how I broke my nose. Right. But where's the where's the bike and all of this? It's just like flung off. No, it's just on the ground next to me. The bike was fine, by the way. Oh, really? The dogs were fine. Like it was not even you a scratch. The the, uh, the safety bag, essentially. When I went to the doctors, the doctor said there are an awful lot of injuries with people uh, not stepping on their dog or you know falling down the stairs oh. tripping over the dog or they're carrying a kid and they fall over and they've saved the kid and somehow yeah. really damaged themselves and oh i suppose you said your priorities you know yeah very, really very amazing but, but we are now back we are back running. um but in this week i've sort of decided we're going to do a uh, continuation of a theme maybe we should start with a segment is this, is this about galah is this like is it's this, in the same crackers? segment so we first had crackers the galah <laughs> we had uh <laughs> the unfair dismissal for sending 76 text messages in the space oh of, i really liked that of five one. hours which i think we worked out to basically mean they're on their phone 
constantly. Every constantly? Three, every three or four minutes, yeah. Yeah, taking into account how long really it takes like, to like, read and text. I really like that, I really like that one because the person actually filed an unfair dismissal. Yes. She got all the way through to a hearing and then the, co- the commission said, no, 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 you can't do that. So in the continuation of what I'm calling Chris's commission's crazies, oh, yes, yes, uh, the yes. C, oh, I like that. <laughs> we have the case of Singh and I believe it's Vincent's Logistics okay. Poetry Limited. Okay. Out of time application. Out of time application. One day out of time. Uh-huh. And uh, he was successful. Okay. Which for everyone out there is fairly rare. It's, it's not rare. unheard of, but it's it's rare. It's you know, it's harder than, than not. Um so what had happened was he goes to his boss. Mm. So no, sorry, I'll go back a step. He had been working for the organization for quite some time for okay. um the owner being an older gentleman. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, the son comes involved and uh, becomes essentially his boss. Right. Like, at least on a day-to-day level. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They don't get along. Right, okay. They really, really don't get along. I suspect it may have been kind of a change management kind of issue. Okay. Um, this is actually often quite the case, though, for those mm-hmm. who are watching and listening, when there is... Um, a change of guard there's yeah. often an awful lot of conflict and that change of guard could be dad letting son take over the mm. business it could be a new ceo yep. it could be just a new manager who's got new ideas it could just be someone horrendous who comes in decides he's going to fire everyone and employ mm-hmm. the people they like yep. but there is that is really common mm, mm. so uh, they've had this kind of transition they're not getting along <laughs> the employee goes to I'm just going to call it the son. Mm-hmm. Um, goes to the son and says... Goes to Junior. Junior. Yeah. Employer Junior. Um, and goes, oh, I'm resigning. Um, it's okay enough. I'm out. I'm out enough. It didn't appear to have any animosity in the way... Right, he didn't resi- go, screw you Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a big two-finger salute, oh, uh, throwing books around type yeah. of resignation. Okay. But he says, I'll do my four weeks notice. Oh, I'll work it out. The son loses it. Oh, I like um, it. <laughs> really, really loses it. Of course he does. What he decides to do is punch the employee, <laughs> <laughs> pushes him to the ground, gets better, pushes him to the ground, proceeds to run to the door. Uh, and I can only assume this is an internal room of, of some description. Proceeds to lock the door, <laughs> essentially imprisoning the employee. Oh, okay. yeah? And says to him, you're not allowed out until the police come. <laughs> okay. Because he was of the view that the resignation was unlawful, such that the police would become Turn involved. Up. He did call the police. Um, and they did attend. I suspect it was not at all because... Um, he was resigning? Resi- resignation. I suspect it was the imprisonment. Um... And uh, they eventually come and the guys are let out. And uh, the employee then goes to the dad. So it kind of goes above his assaulters, his, impri- his prisoners. Goes to work as senior. Yep. And he says, hey, pretty how you going type of arrangement that happened. But nevertheless, as long as you pay my annual leave and my entitlements, you know. I'm, I'll walk away from this day. Does that for a few days doesn't really go anywhere and he misses his 21 days right okay and it's an interesting case not only because 
I mean, the way in which it was so fired, inflammatory. It was really, really poor. In fact, the crime—I believe a crime happened. Is it? Is it? Okay, I'll let you keep going. I'm just wondering if it is an unfair dismissal if he's resigned. Well, we'll uh, I suppose they haven't considered it yet. I mean, they must turn their mind to the to the quality of the case, though, because mm. that's part of the criteria for mm. determining mm. an out-of-time application. Mm. Prospects um, is what they call it, which is basically, does this person even have a case? So yeah. they do, they do. So I'll let you go because this, this is fascinating. So the uh, so he was found to be successful, and when you think about the because it's a valid reason for the delay. Mm. No, nothing about anything about the this termination. Is the, because of the course of the negotiations? No, so in part yes, but that kind of came out to be a neutral consideration in the <laughs> okay. end, uh, because he was negotiating entitlements, not the dismissal itself. Uh, oh, um, Nevertheless, it was a neutral consideration. Yeah. But the valid reason for the delay was found because of one, how unique the dismissal was. Um, <laughs> The punching in the face and the, uh, and, and the, what is it, pro, being... Imprisoned. Imprisoned, yeah, being... <laughs> yeah. Lack of liberty there, yeah. Um, freedom, sorry, being, being yeah, denied freedom. Denied freedom. Um, so the commission drew, drew a very interesting kind of contrast because essentially the argument was the imprisonment caused the guy so much humiliation, so much distress, hence the delay. Um, he got lucky. Drew an interesting contrast that it wasn't because we know distress because of a dismissal is not a a valid reason for a delay because the threshold is being an ex exceptional circumstance. Yeah, everyone's upset everyone's about upset. being fired. Everyone's upset. So yeah. if they allowed that, everyone would be allowed to do it over 200 days. Yeah. But this was not distress caused by the dismissal of the, as in the ending of employment. Yeah. It was the fact that he was essentially imprisoned and assaulted. Um, it's crazy. And so that was a positive consideration for the, the alarm of the out-of-time application. Um, it would have been interesting to, to go into the merit because it should be said that this was unchallenged. The employer chose not to give any... Uh, didn't oh, attend. right. There was, there was no... There's no contrary um, evidence. There was, there was so no witness statements in, in reply. Um, and they didn't attend the the hearing itself. Wow. So completely unchallenged. Mm. So it should also be said that, you know, that incident that may have happened may have actually happened something slightly different to what was said, um, as in how unprovoked it was, etc. But nevertheless, yeah. they were satisfied that a assault had happened. Yeah, I, I get all that, but I want to... Mm. I like I like the triple C's that you bring out. It's Chris's commission crazies. That's right. I do like it. I do like it a lot. Um, I'm sure if we go back in time, we'd be able to see quite a few of them oh, to do with the do global event. Yeah, the global event. <laughs> but but uh, so I'm just interested in this concept because we know that um, unfair dismissal has a criteria, mm -hmm. and most of it's around valid reason for dismissal and so on. And there is a section that talks about uh, false resignation, but it was none of those. Mm. It's interesting because one of the requirements for an unfit is in the name to be dismissed. Yes. And it's interesting, you're right, if they had have maybe agitated it. Even a little bit. A little bit. Um, 
whether that be in a jurisdictional objection or not. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I mean, he resigned prior to the assault happening. Yeah, would it be? I mean, he's, fa- he's filed an unfit dismissal, it's got over the line, I'm going to assume it's going to run through. Um, the parties aren't going to come to any type of resolution. No. So we, we may, in about eight months' time, see a decision come out which is about this. So we'll, we'll, we'll check out we'll that. Hold the we'll, we'll check out the triple C then. Mm. But I wonder if this is if it's a general protections. Because is it a workplace right to resign? I believe so, yeah. So is it okay to be adversely treated because I mean, being hit being hit is <laughs> is adverse treatment, yeah. right? And I mean, his losses is four weeks' pay. That's true. So setting aside all pain, suffering, Chris, and the, and the well, contraventions. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, and the penalties uh, attached to that. I mean, the the, the economic loss might be limited, mm. but I wonder if it sits better as a general protections. Probably. Because, you know, the guy's still he there, he's handed in his notice, but he's working it out. So he's mm. still an employee. Um, we've had questions before that have come up where someone uh, is resigned, they've gone, and then they're adversely treated. Mm. And we, we've stopped and had to think about whether that fits in. And it, I don't think it does, although there might be someone else out there who has an alternative opinion to that and quite happily, you know, send it our way. But I wonder if it's adverse treatment. I think I think it is. I think it fits far better in the. And, and for what purpose? I mean, the guy's resigned. He's not. He's not staying. Well, why hit him? Do you think there is a missing piece in this? I mean, bear in mind unchallenged evidence. Um, oh, there's got to be something going on here. No one, no one just flips their lid and hits somebody for no reason. I mean, the guy could have been unhinged, I guess. But, geez, yeah, locking the door, depriving of liberty—it's pretty funny. Yeah, I, like and, it. And, I mean. Interesting kind of practical things is if they didn't get along, I thought it'd be sort of half happy the guy was <laughs> half happy, you know, resigning, you know, yeah. kind of issue goes away. But, um, yeah, but it absolutely really interesting case. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure it would have been successful had they've been challenged. I think you know, I had they been to bring up the question of. Of whether, in, in fact, yeah, it was an unfair dismissal, whether mm. it even fits in that criteria. I mean, amazing. I like it, but I still think it works better in the general kitchen space. Mm, but one of the kind of interesting things about it is it goes to the unpredictability of out of time applications. I, out of all the sort of different areas and common kind of cases we see it come out across our doors, uh, across our tables, is out of time applications seem to be one of the most unpredictable. Yeah. Um, you know, things in you know, certain cases where they seem to get fairly lenient and then others that are extremely harsh. Like the one that comes um, to mind, um, there was a case where um, a lady had, um, within the space of the 21 days, she had spent about six days after. Um, just you know, nothing had happened. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, sure she was distressed or anything. In but nothing, shock. nothing crazy. Yeah. Then her dad dies. Okay. Uh, apparently, she was quite close to her father, um, and then she also goes into a coma. <laughs> of course. During during the 21 days. Yeah. Uh, and then proceeds to be in a coma um, for some time after the 21 days, 
awakes from it and from memory and, and I'm happy to be proven wrong but from memory she files her application quite soon yeah, after the coma which should right. which it's just an interesting kind of yeah. thing that that would be on the front forefront of your mind after all of that yeah but nevertheless they did that and she wasn't alive and the point was that she had those eight days those eight days those first days to do it um and you know the rest is a bit of a write-off but it didn't excuse those eight days for which she this is this is the same sort of thing where there've been applications when someone's gone on holiday and had accidents mm. and mm. been in hospital or they've uh, they got caught up in the uh, Indonesian tsunami yeah and you know and still not over the line because they could have filed before it mm. happened because it's it's although they may have had a valid reason for a period of it and in this case it would have been you know the other days other than yeah. the eight mm. sure father dying and the um and the coma, other days or whatever it the is. coma are certainly exceptional circumstances but they didn't explain the entire 21 days it did not explain the entire and this is this is the tricky thing when we talk to clients about out of time applications mm -hmm. uh we we know we need to justify every day it's late yeah yeah and, and it's difficult and the why and it, it look it is really really hard really 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 hard um, for those who don't know out there, 21 days, it's from the last day of work. So whether you're in negotiations with your employer during that time or whatever's going on, the Commission are not very sympathetic. Mm. And, and one of the reasons, I suppose, the public policy reasons behind it um, is 21 days is certainly short, but mm. employers ought to be given the opportunity to essentially move on and make business, yeah. um, business decisions post-employment. Um, especially in circumstances where it's not very difficult to mm. file, mm. you know, it's not a massive thing and there isn't any requirements as to what the quality of the application needs to be. It can be rubbish. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's absolutely no qualification. You know, so there's nothing stopping you from doing something really last minute and just getting it over the line. You can always provide yeah, more details. Yeah, just something really rubbish in. You actually don't even barely any, put any words yeah. in Yeah, you just, um, you can put something super rubbish just to put a placeholder and get it over the particularize line. Particularize later. Um, you can even call. That's true, and get it's it done the, over the telephone. Which is one of the common ones you see all the time is, I don't have an internet. That's true. You know, for example, I saw one last week about the Queensland floods, um, saying that they were out of time because of the floods, and the commission rightfully said, you still had, you still had a phone. Still had a phone. You still could have called. Yeah, it's it's harsh, but but true. The um, when the act when the February Act first came out, unfair dismissals had a two week time frame. Right. Fourteen uh, days. Fourteen days. And from memory, general protections, I can't remember if it was six or three months, but they had a massive time mm. frame. And then there was a, a little bit of an argy bargy going on, and it just got cut back for both to twenty one. Can I guess? that they would have seen an awful lot of general protections claims that felt a lot like <laughs> probably you know sort of because quite often they overlap but if you're out of time you're probably better off trying to frame an, an unfair dismissal to look a bit more like a general protections well it's really interesting because I, I often tell people that almost every general protections matter which is general protections for those who don't know it's when you're adversely treated for exercising a workplace right or making a complaint or inquiry mm. about the job. Oh, I'm sorry, are you tired? 
Um, so normally it's okay for an employee to make a complaint about stuff in relation to their job yep. without the fear that they're going to be treated badly because of it, i.e. being punched in the face. Yeah, because you resigned. Because you resigned. Or, you know, being being told, being made fearful for your job for asking about your pay. You know, yep. there, there's a few things yep. out there. Um, but almost always if it's a termination, could you you can frame the general protections as an unfair dismissal? Yeah, almost always. Almost like they're all. All general protections are unfair dismissals. But not all unfair dismissals are general, general protections. General protections. Because that's you, right. you have to think it. I mean, if one of the criteria for an unfair dismissal is that there was essentially no valid reason, you can't imagine any breach of the general protections is ever going to also be a valid reason. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, you know, it's a really interesting one, to punch, isn't it? You know, to fire some because they want to take sick leave, for yeah. example. The thing is, though, guys, you are what we call statutory barred from filing both at the same time. Mm. You must choose. Um, the Act doesn't allow you to file both applications and have them both running. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Mm, mm. And, I, you know, in fear of poo-pooing the system a bit too much, I find it a little bit harsh, um, given how many un... Yeah, unrepresented. How hard it is to get to it right. determine the difference. General protections are quite, um, you know, they're quite tricky. To be fair, you can't have it both ways, Mr. D. Santana. We complain that there are too many applications to begin with because there's no true. gatekeeper. Allowing people to do two at the same time is just going to double the trouble, surely. That is true. That's, <laughs> there's no real right or wrong answer here, and I suppose in many respects, it's not that different to many different parts of law. <laughs> law is tricky. Law is tricky. And, Law is tricky. You know, I'm not sure. They already provide so much support and so much help for applicants out there. You know, yeah, how that's much true. more can, can really be done? I'm going to segue into something else, which Go is on. not a very good segue, so I, I will <laughs> practice that in everyone. Um, there are changes to the superannuation mm. coming up. Mm, very big. I actually think a very big change. It was huge it, changes. Rather not. Publicized I didn't, in the scheme of things. I kind of didn't. I wasn't really watching this. Mm. I mean, I know that I'm a. I work in employment law, and I should be watching everything. But the trouble is, people, there is so much going on out there all the time. Yeah. I get the alerts when a bill comes out, and that happens, and I kind of keep an eye on it. But sometimes these bills will last seven or eight years. They'll go through two different terms of political yeah. parties. And you just wonder what's going on. And then before you know, you just get a ping and ping. It's happened. Two months time is changing. Yeah, and this one is about um, the threshold. So anybody out there who is essentially a low-income worker who would mm. normally have qualified for superannuation, but for the fact they earn less than four hundred and fifty dollars in a month, will now qualify for superannuation. Yeah. So they will. I mean, pending their contract, essentially be earning ten percent more than they were. Uh, it's true. Yeah, it's yesterday. true. It's huge. It's all these eighteen-year-olds out there who are working only mm. a couple of hours every week not earning very much money at all and uh, all of a sudden yeah they're going to get to contribute to the super funds i can see this becoming a massive problem for employer employers mm. i don't know i mean there must be an awful lot of employers out there who have a lot of transient staff mm. and you've got a and they wouldn't have stayed for 450 dollars but all of a sudden you're going to end up having to take details or at least put it in a nom in a holding fund because mm. if if you don't provide a superannuation um, account, your employer is legally obliged to it's basically one. open one for yeah. you and start stuffing money into it. Uh, so anybody out there who's 
thought that they may have worked and got paid and didn't get super, it's probably in some rando fund. Well, this is a, one of the biggest issues and the inefficiencies people having multiple different oh, accounts and all the different so fees right. and admin and interest problems that come yeah. with that. Um, but do, do they still, as far as you aware, have the age threshold? There are lots. That of, might kind of cover there, most There's people. a fair amount of thresholds there. There is an age threshold. There's also um, uh, there's a bunch of them about overseas workers and stuff like. There's a mm. pile of thresholds there. But the one, uh, for example, I had a admin assistant who used to work like four hours a week, mm. and she never earned four hundred fifty bucks a month. Mm. So we never paid super. Mm. Now she would be qualified mm. to get super. And the reasons behind this, do you think? Uh, why now? And why did we have it in the first place? I'm, I'm, well, I think the $450 in the first place is because the admin to do with super is actually quite extensive. Mm. There's a lot going on there for an employee to pay it. Mm. And there's a lot of stuff they have to take into consideration. Mm. So I For think 45 bucks a month. For $45 a month. So I think that's the reason why they dropped it. I'm wondering if the reason why it finally got through is because people pulled their super during COVID. Yeah, I think so. For those That's overseas, that came to my mind. yeah, for those overseas viewers, superannuation <laughs> is like the pension. Mm. It is a, it is a fund that is, if you earn, if you earn a thousand dollars a week. You also, and that's minimum wage. You mm. also earn ten percent of that goes into a super innovation fund that you cannot get access to until you are retired. There are exceptions, but this is easier. Uh, so, you know, by the time you retire, you might have 1.5 mil, whatever amount mm. of money in that super fund. And it's meant to be there to support you during your, during the time you are not dead, but also not working. Yeah. And it's compulsory here in Australia. Uh, there are not many countries that have compulsory superannuation payments, but certainly Australia right. is one of them. And uh, yeah, it's about it's about to change. Yeah, and, and in more ways than one, we know that they haven't frozen the increases just yet. No, I, they haven't. My bet was still on ten point five, so we'll do another jump. You this year we'll do another jump. Um, but I suspect they'll be frozen. But my guess was actually pre-COVID. Ah, I remember it was this would have been. So like this November, December prior to to COVID, and that was my guess. Uh, but the more and more I think about it, the more and more I think it might not get frozen because they need to recover that. They do that money, and they need to recover it faster rather than yeah and slower. Um, and that might mean increases. But I mean, we've spoken about this before. Is I'm not a massive fan of of super, just as a Kind of a personal it's, thing. it's a lock up for you because you're not going to be using it for a good 50 odd years. I trust myself with the money more than I, I trust the superannuation. Well, there is a few superannuation companies out there who people were quite mm. saddened back in the GFC that they just lost all their money. Mm. So I can see why that could be a problem. Mm, but I get it from a public policy reason. Yeah. On, on the most part, it'll be handled fairly sensibly and they might get a, a you know, moderate return such that the government doesn't have to pay for one's pension come well there isn't age. yeah everyone worries about this doesn't it so what's happening here in australia is about 10 years ago i'm gonna spitball here mm. there was this kind of concept where super was at i think it was like nine percent or 8.75 percent or something um of your annual salary 
and they wanted to get it up to 12. So they had this grand idea to mm. up it half a percent every year until it got to 12. Mm. But it got to 9.5 percent yeah. and it froze for about seven years. Yeah. And that went through two political terms mm. and then it got unfrozen, I believe it got unfrozen because of COVID essentially. Yeah. And we don't know yet, it's not going to be frozen again mm. because the, uh, the budget hasn't been released mm. and we are assuming the budget's going to be released before we have to vote in May, I think it Let's is. Let's say, yeah, I'd imagine... Around um, April? You, you want you want a, a federal election budget because you can cash bash. You can do some stuff with it. So, yeah, we're all... Excuse me, everyone. Um, we're all waiting to see what's going to happen with Super. So, there's two really huge things that are happening with people, mm. Super, right now. That's money. Well, I know it's not quite money in pocket, well, it um, might not be, because this is the thing about the last time. Mm. Is your is your salary based on it's 60 grand including super, or is it 60 grand plus super? So I, for, for many people, you're actually losing money out of your yeah. everyday Yeah, you're actually, you're actually going to have a pay cut, not a pay yeah, rise. That should be a rude surprise for many people. Or should be horrified. <laughs> but uh, I think when it comes to super increases or changes like this, hurt employers feel it immediately do you think on the most part i mean i know a lot of people have inclusive type yeah. arrangements like that but a lot of people don't do you think people do you think employers should suck it up and just pay the extra super or do you think they should be passing it to their employees so in despite that they might have a hundred thousand inclusive of super type arrangement That's right do you increase that total remuneration so that they so take home pay. What's in their pocket every week is the same, as opposed to being lower. No. I'm trying to get down there. No, I don't think so. So. Um, because so, you. So you don't think you don't think employers should pay for that extra money? Well, I mean, I mean, you can if you want to. Uh, Chris is of the view that employers shouldn't have to bear the cost no. of extra super. I think Chris is going to get six hundred thousand emails of hate mail from employees. Probably, probably, um, but you know, <laughs> I'll stand to be. I'm not going to shy away from a controversial opinion. As as an employer, um, I am thoroughly on board on that and think that's a brilliant idea. But I can understand if someone's living paycheck to paycheck, having less money in their pay might be really tricky. Yeah, but uh, I sort of think you're there. Well, ang their anger is misplaced. We're not talking about minimum wage employees because mm. they get super on top. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. We're not actually monsters. We're talking no, about, we're no, talking we're not about, talking about underpayments. Here. Yeah, we're, we're talking about we're talking about people who are getting a salary that's far more than minimum wage, such that they can should be able. There's to, a deduction and it'll be fine. Yeah, should be able to afford it, um, but it's happening. It's and happening. Um, and it's, it's, well, we don't know if it's happening. We think well, it's happening. We know one. We know the the threshold being moved <laughs> will definitely happen on the first of July, pending some. Well, unless the government freezes it in the next budget it. and they get in to freeze true, it, true, true. because it's going to be one of these things where one side will go yes and one side will say no. Yeah, and make, it a, make it an election issue. Everybody will vote for it. It'd be brilliant. 
Anyway, everyone out there who is watching and listening, thank you for sitting in for another Lawcast. Yes. We will, I think I'm going to start making another triple C. I'm going to find a yeah, triple C. Yeah, Chris's Commission Crazies. I do like that. If you can come up with a better name. I mean, I did that on the fly pretty oh, much. I so. like it. I mean, if anybody out there has an alternative opinion, but I like it. Yeah, and uh, if you have anything you want us to cover for the triple C, send that through. True. If you've seen a case out there or been involved in something, you want to... You, you want, want to share? Talk about? Well, <laughs> we'll talk about all the different crazy cases that are out there. Happy to relentlessly judge it, as we always do. As we do, the, the commentators that we are. <laughs> do we think we're enough to call ourselves legal commentators? <laughs> no. Legal and political commentators? Can I put that on my LinkedIn? You can try. I suppose I can put it there. <laughs> put anything you like there. <laughs> doesn't mean it's, it's worth anything. But. but Chris, does it make the boat go faster? Well, I can... I can just Maybe put you, it on my, you know when you into come career? into a news thing, you've got your little like that little thing at the bottom of your yeah. name. It's called Chris D. Santana, legal commentator. And legal commentator. What does that even mean? People will be I wondering. On the Stuff. law. <laughs> In <laughs> many not, ways, we're all that. Well, true. It's not like lawyers aren't opinionated enough. No, no, that wouldn't be us. <laughs> just broadcast it out there. Anyway, thank you all for watching and listening. You have been listening to the Lawcast. See ya. Bye.